Hey there, I'm Eric J. Olson. And I'm Kevin Daisy. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. Hey, everybody. This is Eric J. Olson, your host for this episode of the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview America's top managing partners to find out how they are running their law firms and what they are doing to grow them as well. And today from Minnesota, Michael Bryant. Hey, Michael. Good day. How are you today? Fantastic. Thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Let me tell the audience a little bit about you. So Michael Bryant is the managing partner of Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, PLLC, where he devotes his practice to representing clients suffering from minor, serious, and catastrophic injuries. Mr. Bryant has extensive experience negotiating with insurance companies, as well as litigating personal injury and wrongful death claims throughout Minnesota. Once again, thanks for joining me for the show. Thank you for having me on. You got it. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and the firm? Yeah, Bradshaw and Bryant was created in like the late 80s by uh, John Bradshaw. I joined him in 1991. I uh, was sworn in on a Friday and I was in court on Monday morning. And uh, the firm went from Bradshaw Law Office to Bradshaw and Bryant and then Bradshaw and Bryant PLLC. And then John retired. And, you know, now I've got uh, six lawyers that work for me. Um, we've got nine paralegals. Uh, we work primarily in plaintiff's personal injury. We also do some criminal defense. Um, I have one full-time criminal defense lawyer and a couple of us that still do it. I My first appearance was a criminal appearance back on that Monday morning, um, right after the twins won. I drove out to central Minnesota on a, on a case. And basically, that's what we do. It's primarily uh, plaintiff's personal injury, representing people who are injured to the fault of uh, no fault of their own and and do case all over the state. I've I've been in all but nine counties in the, in courts in the state in counties and I've tried cases in all but 13 of the counties. Oh wow. So 30 years of experience all at one law firm. I am sure that you have seen quite a bit of change. What what's it been like to to witness the change? Like what what are some big things that have changed really in the firm? I mean I'm sure technology of course has changed, mm -hmm. but like in the firm, did you always start off doing personal injury and criminal law or did you do other practice areas as well? No, we've always done that. What the biggest change when I started, there was two lawyers and there were two paralegals and and one front desk person. Um, that front desk person did phone calls, did scheduling, did uh, filing, and now I mean now I have a person whose job is filing and a person mm -hmm. whose job is scheduling. So the the, the biggest changes is, is is how it's grown in that direction. Yeah. And, you know, just have gone from, you know, two lawyers that were doing, you know, the work we did. Um, in Minnesota, we have something called no-fault law, which is basically paying people's medical bills and wage loss after a car collision that comes from their own insurance company. Uh, not all states have that, but we have that. I've done a lot of that kind of work as a law clerk, working for a personal injury firm as a, as a law clerk. And so when I came in, we started doing tons of that. And now I have a full-time paralegal whose only job is to work on no fault. Nice. That's great. Yeah, it's interesting how you talked about um, how the company has morphed and the positions have changed. And as a bigger company, you have different roles than you did at a smaller company. People wearing multiple hats at a smaller company. And, and one structure does not work for the different size companies at all, does it? No, and that's making the decisions on expanding and how you expand with employees on top of just lawyers. 
One of the things that we hear from managing partners a lot is how to get new cases. It seems to be a pretty big common uh, concern. It's something we talk about a lot on the podcast. Referrals are usually top of the list. Uh, besides referrals, uh, what, what are some different ways that you go about getting new cases? We do a lot of radio advertising. So we've been involved in radio for probably 15, 16, 17 years. And that's had a big impact. Um, that's done a lot towards towards branding the name. Because what's crazy about personal injury or criminal defense is, you know, your your advertising isn't to everybody. It's basically, it is to everybody, but yeah. it's only to certain people at certain times. So you need to brand your name so that they think of you in that short period of time after something happens. So they come to you and get help from you at that point. So you're, you're shooting at a bunch of people with the idea that there's only a couple of them that'll be impacted and hoping that works out. Are you doing um, also like internet advertising? Yeah, we have yeah. some internet advertising and, you know, we have uh, the big thing with the internet advertising or, or the internet overall was real early. I came to the uh, understanding that you don't need a ton of traffic to your website. You know, there, there isn't any reason a thousand people are going to come to my website. Yeah. So, so many of the internet providers that don't really understand what we do come to you with these ideas of getting all this traffic to your website. I don't need that because I got no, I don't have games or giveaways at my website that anybody go, hey, let's go look at that website. So what you need is that certain number of, of visits. So so that's really what you need. And then converting those visits yeah. into people coming for a reason and converting them into cases. That's the key. So you you don't if you get 25 visits to your website a day and two or three of those convert to some sort of question that may be a case, that's all you need, you know, depending on your size. But that's mm -hmm. all you, you don't need that giant you know, thing that, that a lot of marketers in, in, in uh, the internet try to, you know, convince you of, because we're not selling widgets. There's sometimes I think it'd be the greatest thing in the world for just one year to go sell widgets. Cause I'd be really <laughs> good at it. <laughs> you know, it's funny. The, uh, the gym that I go to, there's like four desks, right? When you walk in and it's all the salespeople. And I always think, man, I would love that job because you just sit around and people walk in and all you mm -hmm. got to really do is show them around and close them. And I'm like, Oh, it must be so nice. You know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Not quite the same in a law firm. I do agree with you that you don't need a ton of traffic, especially if it's not the right traffic. But what you do want is good traffic, right? Relevant traffic where they're potentially searching for a keyword that's relevant to you, like car accident, Minnesota. And then they come to your website. That right there is really, really good uh, traffic. Uh, you know, backing up to radio, it's interesting that, uh, that you're doing radio and, and, and the approach. You know, like on the one hand, a lot of brand awareness, which is always good. I tend to think that people have a difficult time recalling the name of a firm that advertises. So like if they get hurt and they have to think and they don't have a computer by them, they may not think of the firm that advertises a lot. They remember someone advertises who was it. I can't remember, but they can recognize it. Right. So they'll go to the internet. They'll search for a car accident, lawyer, Minnesota up pops the list. And I, I believe the goal is to have your name up there and then they recognize you from your history, from your brand awareness campaigns. And when they recognize you, they're like, oh, yeah, I do remember these people. I'm going to click on this link, go to the website, find out more. Would yeah, you agree that, with that? That's true. Um, it's one of the reasons why there there's certain things. And I learned a lot more about radio than I ever thought I'd, I when I was in law school. I yeah. never knew I'd have to 
taking education radio, but it's part of the reason why we use the same bricks all the time. There's certain keywords we use all the same time. I did not want a jingle, but we got a jingle and it's worked really well and people sing it. One of the, the kind of neatest tweets I got one time was I got this tweet in the middle of a Friday night saying that someone had fallen off a bar stool and other people in the bar started singing our jingle. <laughs> you know, that's not a case. I mean, but funny, but not funny. One of those that you think, wow, you know, I mean, that, that people could sing it. And the, the person who wrote our jingle is a, does concerts around and sometimes he'll sing jingles at the concerts and people will sing along to our jingle. So, you know, it's, that's helped with that. Yeah. You know, it, it's not just a commercial, it's how we put the commercial together and how we've continuously gone with the same voice, same taglines, same parts to make that work so that we do get that name recognition that you're talking about. I think that's great. Consistency, right? Consistency right. over time is great. The same jingle for, a long time, maybe not forever. You may want to change it up every five, 10 years, but for a long time, stick with it, the same tagline. And that way people see it, they hear it over and over again and, and they get used to it. That's, I mean, that's a really good story about the, you know, the bar and, and, and the fact that like people started to break out and sing the jingle. That's, that's really interesting. How are you going about handling your marketing right now? Are you doing like in-house? You've mentioned a couple of different um, people you work with, the radio folks the jingle person? Do you kind of have like a collection of people? I've still, you know, I, I tend to do stuff on, on relationships and knowing people. So I've still done a lot of the writing on commercials or I do blogs that they then turn into commercials. And so I'm, I'm pretty hands-on as far as it goes. There's places you could buy that would get you the best rate every single week or every single month and radio all the time. Yeah. I tend to go with longer contracts and not worry about that kind of stuff. And it's cost money uh, at times, but the reality is, is, you know, it's, it's worked for me and I'm willing to do it along those lines. So it's, it's primarily been more in my own hands and more my own type of type of ideas, working with people versus having a managing person or a person that runs it. Hey there, this is Eric J. Olson, the CEO of Array Law. If you're ready to work with a world-class digital marketing company, reach out. You can find us online at ArrayLaw.com or call us at any time, 757-333-3021. Oh, great. That's awesome. So what is something that's working well right now in your marketing? You mentioned the radio and you've been doing that for a long time. Is that one of the better performing marketing tactics for you? Yeah, I would say radio is the biggest uh, or the biggest thing that we do as far as marketing goes, you know, if we get away from just the idea of referrals, but it's that marketing. And I, I think it's being there for people. You know, if people are going down the phone book or going down the internet, they'll call down the list. And if they don't get hold of somebody right away, mm -hmm. they'll call the next person. One of the things I added a year and a half ago was a lawyer whose job it is to call all the people back. Because as much as I wanted to call people back, yeah. I, you get busy, you're in trial, you're in depositions, you're in this or that. You know, I didn't know COVID was coming, which probably gave me more time, but you can't just call back all the time. And so I'd go a day without getting back to them. And so you'd lose people that way. And then you see with that, you know, there's certain people that come from like certain radio stations or certain reasons why they call us. They'll, they'll be mad when you call them, but they'll wait for you to call them back. It's kind of figuring out where they come from 
how strong of a, a referral or a basis it is, and then also getting to them as quick as possible so that we can help them. Because there's there there's people who have gone from zero to a hundred. They suddenly need help right now, right. and they're worried about their wage loss. They're worried about their property damage. They're worried about all these things they need help with right now, and it's getting them that help right right now, which is important. I think that's a great point. Yeah, people are impatient the moment that they need that service, the moment that they decide that they're going to reach out to a lawyer. They're not like, especially if they don't know how long they need to wait, right? So if 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 I were to be hurt in Minnesota and I contacted you and and I left a, a voicemail as an example, or I left a message like, and I, no one told me when I should expect to call back. Guess what? I want to keep calling because I'm not going to like wait around, right? So I, I, yeah, I think it's incredibly important, just like you. Number one, that you're easy to get a hold of, right? So uh, I, I have a, a brand new client. I can't get through to them on their phone number, the published phone number. I call, the call gets disconnected every single time. So I have to get their cell phone and that's not good for business. So we're going to be correcting that right away. Uh, but once you get through, if you can have someone answer the phone, a real human, and even after hours, maybe pay for like after hours receptionist, it's worth it. People want to talk to a human when, whenever possible. And then, like you said, follow up very quickly with urgency. If you can do it within 15 minutes, which I know to a lot of people that are listening right now or watching probably sounds absurd, but if you could get back to them that quick, it's really going to improve your chances. And I've seen studies where it's hundreds of percent increases in closing cases if you respond within 15 minutes versus 15 hours. Yep. I, I, I think that all makes sense. And, and it's, it's dealing with that need right off the bat when they need it. So I asked you what's working well, what about on the flip side? What is something that isn't working quite as well now as it used to? Well, I, and, and this is kind of one of those things it, you know, as, as much as I'm glad phone books are gone, you know, so <laughs> there's not that regular buying phone books and the, 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 the back page and, you know, whatever you buy or the big ads. The, the one thing that I miss about that is when you bought the back of a phone book, you were on it for a year. Nobody went in and ripped it off and replaced it with somebody else. I mean, there, there might be one or two that did that, but overall it didn't happen. So the, the, the one thing I don't like overall about the internet is how much it changes all the time. So it's like this daily yeah. battle or this weekly battle of being on top and then suddenly you're not on top and then Google changes everything. So you need to stay with people that are staying up on what's happening with Google because yeah. this is important today. And the next week that's not important. Something else is important. And so, so the thing I haven't liked, and, and this may be twisting your question a little bit, but is, is that part of it because it's so unpredictable. And so you don't get what you pay for because it changes and it's something else. And then you got to pay for something else or do it in a different way. So that part of it, I haven't, I haven't liked that would probably be the, the thing that comes to yeah. mind uh, as far as the biggest goes, you know, number of times I've wasted money on different things. I would say it's very important to make sure the person who's selling you what they're selling knows what they're selling and understands what they're selling. We saw as much as I love phone book people, there were a lot of phone book people that went into other things that really didn't understand what they sell were selling. Yeah. So they thought, well, I can just sell it because I sold these other things, but That's they right. didn't understand their product. And so you end up in these things that they tell you are certain things. And once you look into them, they're not even close to what, what they think that they're selling. 
you, you made several very good points uh, on, on the last part about the folks in traditional advertising moving into digital marketing. We see that a lot, and especially with uh, TV, radio, uh, the coupons that get mailed out, the uh, billboards. They, they, a lot of them, the local, these local advertisers, which are usually part of a national conglomerate, uh, but the local folks, they, they, they go to their existing client base and they also do digital now. And that makes me nervous. Like we're a full-time digital marketing agency. And, and so it, it, it makes me nervous for their clients, frankly, because that's not their business. Their business is to put giant posters up in the air or to, you know, man the printing presses or to get those, you know, TV commercials or radio commercials out. That's their business. And then digital is like this add on. And it's very difficult sometimes for them to compete uh, if they don't have a dedicated digital marketing team, in my opinion. But then again, I'm in this business and and we're we're full time. For me, at least, it's important because for the reasons you talked about, it changes all the time. Like almost on a daily basis, there is some big news about digital marketing, in particular Google or Facebook, which is also Instagram, sometimes to a lesser degree, LinkedIn, Twitter, but there's big, big changes. Apple, Apple and Google going at it over privacy. Like that's a massive, massive change for digital advertising. Like it had a profound impact on a lot of people that were spending millions of dollars a day on advertising. So if you're not keeping up with these things, you could be wasting a whole lot of money. And it's, it's a full-time job just to keep up with one of those narrow niches within digital marketing. Never mind the whole spectrum. So I I could not agree with you more. I think you're absolutely right. It's exhausting. It's a full-time job. I know. And it's not something you learned when you started. Talking about that, the other thing I'd add is you need to make sure if you go into digital marketing to find out what ads are being used to get information because you know you can get lots of calls from certain ads you know if you've got barking dogs or a big check or boxing gloves you can get people that'll call they might half of them will be not good leads second the big thing for me is we try lots of cases or did before we got shut down for a while with covid but we tried i, I try about five to seven cases a year and so what's important about that is, you know, jurors go and look at you or they know what you're advertising. And if you're connected to an ad that you look at and think, I, I mm. that's not me or, you know, I'm sure that got called, but that's not what I'm doing. And, you know, if other people want to do that, that's fine. I just can't go in front of a juror that won't look at that and think, well, you're just a scumbag, you know, because, yeah. you know, that won't work. And so you got to watch what it is that's being used because there, there's well-meaning people out there who think, oh, yeah, this is great. I'll do this to get you more calls. But if it's not something that, that's consistent with what you believe or what you stand for, that can cause you bigger problems down the down the road. Yeah, that's interesting. So you're talking about like, you know, the, the company's brand, the personal brand, and it needs to be uh, aligned with your actual belief systems and those of the jurors, right? Correct. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. And especially in personal injury, because a lot of times, probably in every city where there's a personal injury lawyers, there's, there's that one, right. That that's over the top with like explosions and gorillas and everything else. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, awesome. Uh, what, what are your growth plans for the next couple of years? 
Uh, well, you know, trying to get back on track in the sense of getting back with the, we've got a really big backlog on trials in Minnesota. So trying to get back on track so that we have that leveling idea of where we're sitting once we start getting back into court. Cause I mean, once we get trials rolling again, I think we're going to start getting pressure from judges to help them get their backlog done. So it's getting through all that. So the growth plan is as much a plan of trying to make sure we maintain where we're at and we get through all the stuff that's behind us. And at the same time, making sure we look out and reach out for those opportunities for, you know, the cases that are out there. You know, more people are out on the roads. Minnesota passed a yeah. great law where, you know, you couldn't have your cell phone in your hands. And during the whole shutdown, people forgot about it. So we have cell phones like crazy and back in people's hands, even though it was heading in the right direction for a while. So there's all these things out there that we try to, you know, uh, deal with. And unfortunately, we have clients that are injured as a result of. But that's the, you know, getting those messages out to people because uh, there's always new people coming along. Good for you. That's awesome. Well, someone has a question for you, or, or maybe they would like to refer a case to you. What is a good way for them to get in touch with you? Sure. It's Minnesota. Our website is minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Minnesotapersonalinjury.com, all spelled out. And then our, our uh, office number is 800-770-7008. By the way, I love your domain name. I think that is fantastic. You've had it for a little while, haven't you? We've had it a long time. Uh, and yeah. I kind of just stumbled on it by accident. It was open and I bought it. And I, I even bought it long before I even knew the importance of it. Good for you. All right, everybody, go check out the website, minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Great domain name. I love it. If you are looking for other episodes like this with managing partners from across the country, check out our website at arraylaw.com slash podcast. Every episode is tagged by the practice area and the state, and you can drill down and find exactly what you're looking for. And if you're looking for digital marketing for your law firm, consider my company, Array Digital. You can find out more at ArrayLaw.com. All right. Thanks so much. Thank you. We've been recording this podcast free of charge for years. Hopefully, you're getting amazing value out of it. We don't ask for much, but would you do us one favor? Would you tell just one person about this podcast? If you get any value whatsoever, all we ask, and we'd greatly appreciate it, is share the podcast with one person just like you.